Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here is your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Welcome back, my friend, and I am super delighted to bring to you another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. This, I believe, is episode number 704, and today we're going to be talking about the entrepreneur's guide to a powerful mindset. I'm sure that if you are a self-employed business owner, or maybe you're not self-employed business owner, like just solopreneur kind of guy or girl, perhaps you have a business with lots of employees. Well, no doubt you already understand that entrepreneurship comes with a roller coaster of situations, ups and downs. Oftentimes, things can go a little bit off the rails, unexpected, undesirable, and inconvenient circumstances can pop pop up, and if you're blessed, many times you can make plans and things go just according to the way that you envisioned. And that does happen from time to time, especially the more you get into your entrepreneurial journey and you start to figure out that perfect plan. But you know... That perfect plan, and when I say perfect, I'm not saying that a perfect plan is a plan that works all of the time over and over again without fail. What I mean by a perfect plan is ultimately a perfect plan is a plan that is reproducible and can reasonably be expected in normal situations to produce a desired result. But those plans typically come as a result of coming up with a less than perfect plan, an ideal of what a plan should look like, going out, implementing it, failing miserably, evaluating the results, and then making adjustments over and over again, tweaking, modifying, re-implementing, testing new things, and, and eventually you get some plans that work out. But even with the best processes, systems, and strategies that have been worked out, time-tested, there are things that still can come up in business that will derail even the best laid plans. So what do we do when those things happen? What do we do when we are confronted with the unexpected scenarios that are just outside of our control. Now, I can tell you in the first few years of my business what I did, and that was fall apart. (laughs) Uh, I would be caught off guard. I would be filled with shock. I would be filled with worry, frustration, anger. (laughs) I would react in very low levels of consciousness or very negative emotional states. And not that there's anything wrong with the low level of consciousness and getting triggered into it, or there's anything wrong with any particular emotional state, but there are some emotional states that once 
I experience them, I want to see them for what they are. It's kind of like a check engine light on the dashboard of a car. It's not, it's there just to indicate that something's out of alignment. Something's not going according to the manufacturer's specifications of how this thing ought to be operating. And once I become aware of that, I'd like to say, oh, wow, thanks for that emotional state. Thank you for the reaction. I'd like to now evaluate what caused that to come on or what caused me to feel that way and then to go about the work of finding a solution to whatever it is that's come up. So as a result of that, uh, or, or but in my early stages is what I'm getting at, going back to this early stages of my business, I didn't know all of this stuff. I didn't have a lot of emotional intelligence back in the day. Instead, I would just spend days, weeks, sometimes months, working around the clock under lots of stress. In fact, there was one point in my entrepreneurial journey that I had convinced myself that I experienced the most success in my business when I'm under stress. And by the way, I know that I'm not alone in this because since then, (laughs) I have found incredible success in business and eventually I developed some emotional intelligence and learned a few things about mindset, personal and professional development. So much so that eventually in November 2017, I made a transition from podcast answer man to mindset answer man. And I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of online business owners and entrepreneurs. And I've heard other people say the same thing. It's like, you know what, Cliff? I'm glad this has happened because I was kind of just gliding along and I realized that life was too easy for me and I'm thrilled that this has happened because it's it's really re-engaged me and motivated me to get back into action and I'm willing to dig in and even if I have to pull all-nighters for the next three weeks, I'm I'm good to go. I've heard this. But what I am concerned about is that this is not necessarily a sustainable mindset for an entrepreneur. Again, I want to I want to emphasize before I go into this that it's okay to experience a little bit of anxiety every now and then, to experience a little bit of fear, a little worry, a little doubt, a little ding to your self-confidence, you know, a, a little bit of pride, you know, some of those lower level emotions. It's okay to be triggered into that. But the idea is if you want to have a sustainable, balanced, peaceful experience of life, personally, professionally, and spiritually, you're going to want to adopt a little bit of a different mindset when it comes to how you go about life, and specifically in your business, because your business is always going to throw you curveballs. Life in general is always going to throw you curveballs. It's... Everything is changing all of the time. So today, I want to give you a simple, uh, what I want to do is I want to give you four rules that are quite simple to follow. And if you follow these four mindset rules, you will develop an incredibly powerful entrepreneurial mindset. You'll be able to get through everything. Now, 
before I share these four rules with you, I want to explain what I mean by simple. I don't mean necessarily that they're easy to implement. They are simple to understand. In fact, you may hear them and like, oh, yeah, I know that cliff already. My question is this. When you hear these, and even if you immediately say, wow, I yeah, I, I can't believe just how simple that is. I, I, I could have listened to something else with my time today other than episode number 704 of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. My question for you is not do you understand them, not do you believe them, not do you agree with them, but my question is I would encourage you to ask yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you personally on your level of mastery of this being your natural response to the ups and downs of your entrepreneurial journey? All right, are you ready? With that, let's start with rule number one. Accept what you can't control. Now, there are many things in life, and especially in business, that are just outside of our control. And when I was working on the outline for this particular episode, I was thinking, what are some of the things that immediately come to mind for me? First and foremost... Rumors of economic downturns and recessions impacting customer spending. Now, if you've been in business for quite some time, you may have noticed that over the last, well, probably year or so, there's been a lot of talk about rumored recessions and downturns in the economy and the news media propagating a lot of fear as it relates to all of this stuff. And given whoever your target audience is and their involvement in adopting the mindset that's being pushed out into the world, perhaps you may have noticed that you're seeing less and less buying of your products and services. Maybe some people are starting to cut back and be more discerning about where they're spending their money. And who knows, maybe rightfully so. One thing's for sure, though, that how people are reacting to what's going on in the current climate of economic situation, that's outside of your control. It's outside of my control. I can't control people's fear about their financial future. And so if there is a growing concern about the financial economic situation, and as a result of that, more and more people are adopting a tighter, close look on their wallet and canceling subscriptions that they've been paying for for many years happily, that's very much outside of your control. All right, here's another thing that's out of control. Algorithm changes by major platforms like Google, Facebook, Instagram. Maybe you're a business that has dialed in and found that perfect system and process for advertising your products and services using a certain method or strategy, be it advertising or organic reach through certain things. And overnight, something that's been working for the last let's just say three to five years, just dries up. About seven months ago, I was working with a client who had developed a blog about financial support for people, you know, people who were struggling financially. And he was making somewhere around two to three million dollars a year in annual revenue. And as a result of a Google change, 
overnight, 75% of his traffic just went away. And he was really, he came to me as the mindset answer man to help him overcome a lot of his anxiety and worry and fear and, and just the beliefs that he had about letting or letting his some of his employees his staff go he felt like he owed it to them to keep on because you know I you know things were so good and I lived this lifestyle and and I grew the team to this many but today where I was making two to three million dollars a year uh, so far it looks like I'm on target to maybe hit seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars this year and he's like I, I just don't see how I can sustain the staff that I have and it, he was losing sleep over the idea of saying, hey, I, I think I'm going to have to let you go. So it's those kinds of things. But those algorithm changes, those are outside of our control. And when we begin to accept that, you know, it's like, ah, I should have known. I should have done this, blah, blah, blah. But some of these things are just outside of our control. All right. Next one, technology disruptions. You can't control when all of a sudden there's a uh, software glitch or error in Amazon Web Services and everything goes down for seven or eight hours. You can't control that. There's a lot of things on the technical side. The tech, And trust me, if you're an online entrepreneur, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know that there can be some technology disruptions from time to time. Number four, I wrote down emergence of new social media platforms pulling attention. Maybe you have developed a strategy on one particular platform where you have shown up consistently and served consistently, and that has delivered great results for you in your connection with your community, with your followers. And then maybe a brand new social media platform comes and everybody's over there engaging on that. Now, I'm recording this on Monday, July 17th, 2023, and as of late, people currently are all the buzz about Meta's Threads social media app. As far as I'm concerned, time will only tell whether or not it's just a passing fad and it will go to the wayside or whatever the case may be. But this is not a podcast episode where I care to even talk about my thoughts or opinions, and quite frankly, I don't have any, on threads. But the idea is that the, you know, the fact that now everyone's attention is currently drawn over there and and here you are, uh, I'll give you an even more perfect personal example for me. There was a time when during the pandemic, practically everyone on the planet (laughs) in my world we're on Clubhouse. We were all locked into our homes, global shutdown, s- sheltering in place, and millions of people were on Clubhouse. And all I had to do was go in there, fire up a room. I didn't even have to schedule it. Fire up a room, and all of a sudden, 70, 80, 100 people would show up, and I get to engage. And then all of a sudden, uh, the world starts to open back up again. People start to go out and see the sky, get some fresh air, walking in nature, which is all wonderful, except for the fact that, wait a second, where all, where's my audience? I show up and it, I'm lucky to get, you know, 7, 10, 15 people to show up in a clubhouse room. You know, so these kind of things are always outside of our control. 
One other thing that I have is negative reviews and criticism from other people on any online platform, be it your uh, podcast reviews, if you're an author, Amazon reviews, or just other people out there blogging and saying negative, nasty things about you or campaigns against you. And certainly, I've been on the receiving end of several of those things. And quite honestly, I had reacted in a very negative way internally and sometimes uh, to those individuals and to those situations and and stuff like that. And uh, man, if I look back and see just like, man, if, if I could just understand that, if I could just accept that this situation is outside of my control and that I don't take it personally and 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 not waste a lot of energy on this, if I could just accept this for what it is and not see it so negatively, I would do much better. So first, before I go into going in, what do I mean by accept what you can't control and why, what I would encourage you to do is to make a list of what are some of the things that you may experience fear, worry, anger, frustration, what are some of those negative emotional states that you have about certain things that are going on in your entrepreneurial journey, specifically making a list of the ones that are outside of your control? If you haven't done that, this would be an incredibly powerful journey journaling prompt, even if you're not currently a journaler. Just open up a journal app or get a piece of paper and at the top of the uh, page, what am I currently concerned about that is outside of my control? And just just start writing and keep writing until you can't come up with any more things. Make a list, become aware of what's outside of your control so that you can make a conscious decision to accept it for what it is, not to resist it any longer, all right? So, I've got my notes here. It says here, it's, it, it is tempting to fixate on wanting to change these external factors, but resisting what is will always lead to frustration. Not sometimes, but resisting what is, especially if it's outside of your control, will always lead to frustration. The next note I have here is instead, Accept the conditions as they are in the moment. It is what it is. Matter of fact, I would encourage you to repeat that after me. It is what it is. And I would encourage you to come up with your own way of saying that, that is in alignment with acceptance. So you could say, it is what it is. (laughs) I would encourage you not to adopt that one. But instead, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> just just find some way of adopting the philosophy of it is what it is and and I'm aware of it without all of the negative baggage. Now, if it comes with a triggered negative emotional state, just be thankful that you see the check engine light on the dashboard and you're like, oh, it is what it is. There's something going on there. I will do some research. I'll plug in a little diagnostic tool. I'll figure out what's causing that light to come on, and I will address the issue. The the situation. 
All right, so next up here in my notes, I've got, uh, let's see here, this allows you to move forward. By the way, this idea of this allows you to move forward, the longer you spend in a negative emotional state or a lower level of consciousness, your brain waves are actually in a either a mid-range and if you work yourself all the way up into a high-range beta brainwave state, you will get yourself into what's called fight or flight mode in a high-range beta brainwave state. And the more you cycle into that brainwave state, you are cutting your ability to access any of your creative solutions. You have no access to your creative critical thinking mind. In fact, your blood flow is going to certain different areas of your body, shutting off access to parts of your brain. So it is important to accept things for what they are so that you can get out of that negative emotional state, raise your level of consciousness into acceptance, courage, and 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 then when you get into there, you'll be able to tap into what's called intuition and inner wisdom, and you will start to be inspired. Like God will breathe into you ideas for creative solutions, left and right. They're free flowing. I would encourage you to get into those states. Now, I want to give you a little story of how this has shown up in my life. So there was this time when I was working for several weeks on creating a sales funnel for some digital products and tutorials. This is back in my podcast Answer Man days. And I spent weeks putting everything together. And finally, after all of these countless hours, I had everything perfectly tested. I went in as a potential customer for every product, tested every little part of the process, making sure that every step was exactly the way it should be. And I'm like, ah, this is amazing. And so then I actually set up all of the email uh, funnel and automations clicked and tested all of those out and it's all scheduled and it was ready to be released on this specific day and knowing that everything was all set up and all worked out I'm like okay this is go day I see so many potentials for this being a big return on investment and it was all scheduled to go out I had one call scheduled that morning for me to meet with a client And then I was scheduled to go out and have a celebratory lunch with my wife who had very patiently put up with the fact that I was working around the clock for weeks up to this point. And I said, hey, let's go out. And it was a very special day for us uh, personally in our relationship. So anyway, that day comes along and the email goes out to everyone on my mailing list And about 25 minutes before I was scheduled to go to lunch with my wife for this special celebratory afternoon, we, or I saw several emails just like piling up in my email inbox, like more than usual. And it was like, hey, Cliff, I tried to purchase the tutorial, but the sales page says this. And it was like uh, server temporarily unavailable, something blah, blah, blah message database error or whatever. I can't remember what the thing was, but all I know is that my server went down, my website, everything, 
all of it completely down. And here are all these people now trying to purchase my digital tutorial. And, you know, here, here let me see if I wrote down how I wanted to share this with you. So the first thing that I did was I canceled lunch. I, well, first of all, I was upset. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was worried. Uh, I, in that state of mind, did not have the most gracious way of canceling my lunch with my wonderful wife. Uh, I was, you know, I, I my frustration came through my communication. I we can't go to lunch. Blah blah blah. And I used to really suffer from some really negative emotional baggage and how I handled things at the time. And so I, I, I canceled lunch. I then invested the next 12 hours straight working through this entire process. I was over communicating in a negative emotional state to my audience, my email list about what was going on. And it, it just, it was a terrible thing. Finally, it was all resolved. By two o'clock in the morning, everything was back to normal. And the next day, I sent an email to everyone letting them know that it was fixed. And believe it or not, <laughs> everybody was perfectly fine. They're like, no big deal. And sales went through and everything, and it was all good. Now, what lessons did I learn from this? Well, first and foremost, a single email support ticket to my web server would have sufficed. If I knew then what I know now, I would have accepted this situation for what it was and I would have went to lunch with my wife. That's what I would have done knowing what I know today. Because I know that I could have said, hey, before we leave, do you mind if I take about five to 10 minutes to craft a very detailed support ticket about the situation that I've got and let them work on this? And then I would have walked out the door and allowed myself to go and have lunch, not thinking about or worrying about or any of this other stuff about all these things that are going on. And we would have enjoyed that celebratory lunch. I would have came back and probably read an update from the uh, the support center of the web server. And I would have then been able to see that they're in the process of working on it. They're evaluating some things. They may have asked me a question. I could have responded back. In essence, if I would have done all of this, I would have still got the same exact result. I would have actually at two o'clock in the morning had my website go th go live again, no problem at all, and the very next day sent out an email. I could have allowed this to take me 45 minutes of my time, effort, and energy out of my way and enjoyed the rest of my day. But did I do that? No. Instead, I allowed myself to have all sorts of cortisol running through my bloodstream. I was I was not very gracious with my wife. I canceled that lunch. I ruined my day. I I communicated in a flurry of unnecessary emails to potential customers and all this other stuff and it's like, "Wow." So, lesson learned. An e a single email would have so supported or a single email support ticket would have solved it and I would have got the same result without any of the frustration. Um, let's see here. I could have enjoyed my lunch. Once resolved, I could have sent in everything. Yeah, I got it all. I, I'm just looking to see if I missed anything on my notes here. So that that for me is mindset rule number one. Just accept what you can't control. Understand that this I, I did not cause this web server to go down. Now, 
Another thing that I have learned to ask when it, things do happen that are outside of my control, I always like to look for lessons I can learn. So here is another thing is it's like, hmm, maybe it's time for me to invest in a different web host. Maybe it's, maybe it's time for me to invest a little bit more money to get the kind of support where I can make a quick phone call and they could resolve this in a much shorter period of time rather than, you know, or support ticket only, lower level service one who says, I, you know, asks questions and they, they go back and forth with four or five t- sale or ticket requests back or messages back and forth. And then they escalate it finally to, a, you know, one or two o'clock in the morning to the one person who was able to solve it in five minutes. Maybe if I would have paid more than $6.99 a month for my web server <laughs> at the time, I wouldn't have had to deal with that, but it is what it is, and you learn from it, and you move on. So that is rule number one. So I want to ask you this. When you hear rule number one, do you understand what it means to accept what you can't control? Number two, have you ever made a list of the things that you're currently working or that you've currently got as a list of frustrations or obstacles or worries or anxieties or things that are outside of your control? Like, how will I be perceived by others? What will people think of me if I were to move in this direction? By the way, that's a hint at a future podcast episode. So... Anyway, have you have you done this? Have you made a list? And number three, on a scale of one to ten, how how are you doing in your mastery of this one? For me, I would rec- I would tell you that I'm probably about an eight out of ten. There are still some times that I can get triggered very quickly into a very low level emotional state. And, you know, when it, when it does happen, I become aware of it. And rather than letting it affect me for days or several hours, usually I can nip this thing in the bud in less than an hour. And in some cases, about three to five or 10 minutes is all it takes for me to recognize and become aware of the fact that, wait a second, I'm resisting what is right now. I'm resisting something that's outside of my control. It's something that I hadn't prepared ahead of time. It's something I didn't think of, but yeah. So where are you at on rule number one? Number two, rule number two, choose positivity. And I'm shocked today by just how many people out there are opposed to the concept of having a positive mental attitude. It blows my mind how many people will defend their right to hold on to a negative emotional state and wallow in it. Positive thinking, you know, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Well, let me explain to you. Entrepreneurship is going to test you, my friend. And if you do not choose positivity, if you choose a negative emotional state, if you are wasting your energy about the hardships you face, then you are you are down there in that emotional state that actually causes your brainwaves frequency to increase into higher and higher levels of beta brainwave states. And in those brainwave states, you cannot get a creative solution. You are wasting your time. 
I'm not saying that you should ever feel any guilt or shame because those are very negative emotional states. But if you do feel guilt or shame about something that you did, but okay, well, now that I've chosen to go this route and this happened, well, now that's outside of my control and nothing I can do about it now. Accept it for what it is and get out of the emotional state right away and choose a positive way of seeing the situation. As soon as you actually choose and adopt that positive emotional state and you begin to increase your level of consciousness, you begin to accept it, begin to have courage, begin to have a willingness to take action. When you start to ask yourself, what does this make possible? All of these things, when you start to move up on the positive end of the spectrum of the emotional states or levels of consciousness, then your brain waves will start to to slow down in frequency, thereby allowing you to tune in to that internal voice, your intuition, your connection to God, the universe, your source of all that is. Okay, so just know this. Um, I would encourage you that maintaining a solution-focused mindset keeps you creatively energized and aligned with your vision, and complaining will get you nowhere. All right? Story time. So... I hesitate to tell this story, but I think I can I'm I think I'm so far removed from it now that I can tell it pretty quickly and without any kind of real negative emotional baggage. All right. There was a time when I was doing podcasting A to Z four week training course. Now, this was something where I was doing this about four to six times a year, depending on what year it was. And this was a course where people, students would sign up at two thousand dollars per student for this four-week course, and I would give them unlimited access to all my tutorials, and they could ask me any questions they want for four weeks, and between 20 to 30, sometimes as many as 40 students would sign up for this course that I was doing four to six times a year, so it was pretty much my main source of revenue, and quite frankly, it was an incredibly profitable revenue stream. Uh, it, it, I generated well over a million dollars in course sales through doing this, and the students who went through it purchased over a million dollars of physical products and pro- podcast equipment from me, and only a percentage of them actually bought equipment from me personally. So here's what happened. Um, o- over a period of time, one of my friends had done a blog post on their website promoting my podcasting A to Z course. And when you searched how to launch a podcast, this person's blog post was the number one source. Uh, It was the number one result. And this person's highly respected, and it referred people directly. The the blog post said, hands down, this is the place I recommend that you go. And it was a link directly to my podcasting agency sales page. And when it came down to it, I got to the place where at some point, and I'm seeing if I can find my notes here, if I wrote down uh, what I, let's see here. More, I, put, I just put down more than half of my income uh, was d- more than half of the students who signed up for every session were coming as a result of searching on Google and finding this blog post and landing on my sales page and seeing the credibility of who the the recommendation was coming from, they immediately signed up. So more than half of my students. 
And then I discovered one day that this friend decided to create a competing product, a self-study podcasting course. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And I will tell you that this triggered a very negative emotional state within me. At the time, I felt betrayed and I, I, I... I started to think of all sorts of negative things about how this would affect me. I began to create images of me losing my in, half of my income, drying up overnight, uh, where I'd no longer be able to financially be meet all the uh, financial commitments. I'd no longer be a responsible financial person. I, I I saw myself getting behind on all of my bills, and and who knows, I might lose my home, and our family will live in a van down by the river. And not van life kind of life. I'm talking about a decrepit van down by the river. I mean, it, it, it was insane how I reacted to this in such a negative way. And I dealt with this probably for about a week and a half to two weeks before I finally was able to implement rule number two, choose positivity. However, in time, eventually, I was able to, ch- to reframe the situation and see it as a positive experience in my life. In fact, I began to ask myself the question, what does this make possible? What, what does this make possible? What can I learn from this experience? Oh, wow. Maybe if, if you start to notice that all like more than half of your income is coming from one source, you might want to implement a change in your marketing so that you can actually have other sources of revenue just in case something happens, something you know outside of your control. (laughs) Anyway, uh, here's the interesting thing. The next question I ask myself, given the situation is what it is, what do I wanna create from here? And you know, that thing that I originally got so upset over, something I felt so betrayed about, Today, I'm so incredibly thankful for that because the reality is, is by that time, the time that this has happened, I had already been kind of getting burned out on teaching people how to podcast, answering all the same technical questions. How do I get rid of this buzzing noise in my audio? How do I, you know, hey, I, I submitted a podcast episode to the my feed about 15 minutes ago and it's still not showing up in iTunes. It's like, well, give it another 45 minutes and see if it's there. Oh, okay, it's there. And over and over, the same questions, hundreds of them a day. So um, eventually I'm I'm like, you know, I wish I could do something beyond this. I believe that I have a lot of value beyond all this technical stuff to offer people. I wonder what life would be like if I could just be the mindset answer man. If I could talk to people about how they're perceiving the world and how they're perceiving their situations, how to overcome their their limiting beliefs, their limiting thought patterns, their liver, limiting emotional states, and help them find a creative way of accessing that intuition that's within them so that they can literally live and create the life that they feel called to live in this world. That's what I wanna do. And quite frankly, I don't think I would have ever made that change when I did. Actually, no. I know that I would not have made the change when I did had this situation not occurred, had this whole scenario not taken place. Now, I believe it would have happened maybe within the next five to 10 years, but 
It happened within the next five months as a result of this. And my life, when I finally made the change, by the way, from podcast answer man to mindset answer man, my income stayed the same, but I began to work exponentially less hours. So today I'm incredibly thrilled that this happened. But do you see how I wasn't able to make that transition? I wasn't able to start seeing a solution until I overcame the negative way of viewing things. This is role number two, choose positivity. Now, again, maybe you understand this. Maybe you even agree with it. But I'm going to ask you to ask yourself this question. On a scale of one to ten, How would I rate myself? How would I rank myself when it comes to the mastery of staying positive? All right, rule number three, focus on what matters. As entrepreneurs, we can get bogged down in details, metrics, processes, and I don't know about you, but this thing called the daily grind, all right? But the chaos of running a business can distract you from your core vision, your main purpose, your desired destination, the reason why you chose to create your business in the first place. Here's what I encourage you to do. Stay centered on bringing value to customers and your community. Don't lose perspective of your end destination or your purpose or your vision by hyper fixating on the small stuff in your business. I'll give you another little story time here. Just real briefly, there have been a number of times where I can get laser focused on some new technique or strategy that I've read in a book. This happened to me about a year ago I was reading Dotcom Secrets by Russell Brunson. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I need to create my value ladder. I need to fill in some other different things. I've got these high-end ticket items, but I don't have enough of these low ticket items. And I don't have any stair-step items in the middle. And this sounds brilliant. It makes total sense. And so one of the things that I did is I began to hyper-focus on building all this stuff out. And by hyper-focusing on those steps, I began to hyper-focus on the steps that are required to do each of those steps. So here I am investing countless hours every week setting up uh, sales pages, sales copy, uh, setting up the automations, the email sequences, testing it all out. And before I know it, about three or four months have gone by and I have done no coaching of potential clients. I've done no content creation uh, that has any call to actions to put somebody into the potential of having a conversation with me that might lead to becoming a member of the Next Level Mastermind or one-on-one paid coaching or any number of the other things that I do. And so what I can tell you is that hyperfixation on those little tiny minute details, and let me tell you, For somebody like me, and I know I'm not the only one, for somebody like me, when I get too hyper-focused on those little details, I could make tweaks to a sales page all day, every day for three weeks straight and still never come to the end where there's not potential tweaks for me to make it better. And I went months 
while you know I my income is really level, it's pretty secure, it's pretty stable, it's pretty consistent, and then all of a sudden a couple of clients begin to come to they come to the end of their coaching agreement with me. They're totally satisfied, leaving me praiseful testimonials, and then I that you know that income that monthly income goes away. And next thing I know, there's nothing to replace it. And the reason there's nothing to replace it is because the typical system of serving people first, giving them a taste of the type of coaching that I do, and then asking them, would you like more of this? No expectation, no obligation. Just curious, would this be a value? Would you be of interested in having this kind of experience with me? And I have a proven track record of 50% of the people who go through that system say yes, and 50% say no for now. And I went three to six months without doing that from time to time, not just once, multiple times I've done this. So rule number three, focus on what matters. Don't get hyper-focused on the minute details of your business. Keep in mind, what is your end destination? What is your vision? What is your per- What are you creating? Why did you start your business? And for me, it is to entertain, educate, encourage, and inspire people, to interact, to engage. And how many times have I lost sight of that by hyper-focusing? Focus on what matters. Now, again, you might understand rule number three. You might agree with rule number three. But on a scale of one to 10, ask yourself, where are you on your level of mastery on focusing on what's ma- on what matters? Saying yes to what you know you must say yes to and being able to say no to everything else unless there's time for it. All right. Finally, I'll share with you rule number four for a powerful entrepreneurial mindset, and that is to appreciate the journey. I used to chase goal after goal after goal. And by the way, I still love to set goals. I still love to achieve goals. I still love to celebrate the achievement of goals. But I used to never celebrate the process along the way. I used to never really enjoy and celebrate the day-by-day steps that were being taken along the path. It's like, it's worth it for me to have life suck and make it difficult and challenging and hate all of this stuff for the next several weeks for the next several months so that ultimately when I get to the end of this destination and this happens and it goes the way that I plan, I will finally celebrate and it will have been worth it all. I That that used to be how my mindset was. And trust me, I, I, I'm a hard worker and, and all of this other stuff and I, I will sacrifice to get what I want and if it takes me doing a lot of things that I hate along the way, I will do it. I've done that before. And I can lead myself to success, driven by stress and worry and anxiety about not getting it right. And then finally seeing success only to feel good about and celebrate that success for a couple of hours, sometimes a couple of days, and occasionally a couple of weeks, but never more than a couple of months. And then I feel empty inside until I come up with the next big goal that I need to chase. 
And what I'm getting at is building a business takes time and it happens in small steps. It's incremental. Appreciate the process is what I've learned along the way. Celebrate the incremental process. You know what? The other day I I put something together and I tested out the process. I sent an email to a couple of people and four people already signed up. That is awesome. Now, is that the end vision of tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people joining this new community that I'm starting for people who are on a spiritual awakening and, and deconstruction journey? No. By the way, if you want more information about that, little hint, awakening.cliffravenscraft.com. That's all I'm going to say right now, awakening.cliffravenscraft.com. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Anyway. I'll talk about that in a future episode. Anyway, but celebrating the the small things. It's like, hey, what did you do today? It, I would be asked that question in the past. It's like, oh, not much. The only thing I got done was I created a landing page and and tested it out and and got it all working and I set up the automations and 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 I tested it and it, and it works and. And, you know, but man, I really didn't get a lot done. I mean, it, it, this is this is going to be probably several several more weeks to get everything fully set up and tested out, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna have to figure out how all of this stuff works together and what's the best message and who's the audience. And I still don't even know if if this is what you know how how this is gonna be ex- received. I'm worried about this and blah blah blah. But nah, if you ask me, what did I do today? Not a whole lot. And that's how I used to think about it. I was not appreciating that day of the journey, the moment, the present moment. And so with my mindset today, however, if you were to ask me, what did you do today? Well, you know what? I woke up and I had a list of about 12 things on my to-do list. And I didn't do any of those things intentionally. I consciously decided that's not where my heart and my energy was today. Instead, I was thinking about this project that I've been dreaming about for the last several years, and I had an internal intuition, voice from within, a little prompting, a nudge from God, from source, from the universe that just said, Cliff, do this today. And so I began to research, do I want to start a different mailing list for this spiritual awakening community? Maybe I'll look over at, at, at uh, a different mailing list provider and, and just keep it completely separate. And then, or maybe I use one of my 10 sites that I can create on Kajabi and it's got an email solution. But ultimately, I ended up deciding after looking to all the different options, I just decided to create a form on ConvertKit. And it was the first time I actually used one of those actual form templates on ConvertKit. And it was pretty easy to set up. And it actually kind of looks, it kind of looks nice. And I set up some automations and, you know, I tested it and I tried it one way. I figured out that I didn't know that if you use the visual form builder, you have to check this thing. It broke everything. It, you know, that, that caused me about an, about an hour of learning, but you know what? I've learned that I chose to go to the the rules and automation or the rules section in ConvertKit instead of visual automations. I know that system. I've decided I'm going to stick with that system. I've got everything set up. I tested it. It works. I put it out to a couple of people and people are already signing up. I feel really great about what I did today. I'm really glad that I invested my energy and I see this as a seed that has been planted for this dream that I have of what's being created in the future and I know that the fruit will come bearing later. 
That is appreciating the journey. So that's rule number four. My question for you, you might understand that rule. You may even agree with that rule, but on a scale of one to 10, I invite you to ask yourself the question, where are you in the mastery of appreciating every step in the process? And I'm talking about appreciating the setbacks, appreciating all of the, the things that come up where you try something and it by definition of some people, fails, or you get undesirable results where you need to change your approach. Are you enjoying and appreciating all of that as well? Anyway, those four, let me, let's re- review. If you want to have a powerful entrepreneurial mindset, here are the four rules, and there are many more that I could share with you, but these are the four primary rules that if you just mastered these four, you'd be blown away by what you could create in this world. Rule number one, accept what you can't control. Rule number two, choose positivity. Rule number three, focus on what matters. And rule number four, appreciate the journey. You know, with the right mindset, you can handle all of the ups and downs and anything that life or business throws your way. I'm going to ask you this. What principle most resonated with you? I invite you to send me an email, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com, and let me know if As you heard my voice today, you heard that internal voice inside of yourself, that this resonated with you. I want to hear from you. Email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Let me know what you heard from within today. I can't wait to hear your story. Then finally, I just want to wrap things up by asking you this. Would you, as an entrepreneur, like to do life with other success-minded entrepreneurs who are in the process of not only incorporating but working towards increased mastery of these and other principles, rules for powerful mindset in business and making sure that you are living and creating the life and business of your dreams. If so, today is the day to head over to nextlevelmastermind.info. That's not .com, that'll take you somewhere else. Nextlevelmastermind.info. Go ahead and apply for the Next Level Mastermind today. Here's what's gonna happen if you are an online entrepreneur, you don't have to be an online, if you are an entrepreneur, who is interested in doing life with other success-minded entrepreneurs who are of high service to others. That is your primary goal, is to be of service to others. And you want to do life with other people who live and think this way. Head over to nextlevelmastermind.info, fill out the application, I will read it, make sure that you're a good fit based upon what you're sharing, that it's a good fit for you, and then, if so, I will schedule a complimentary 90-minute one-on-one session with you. So you and I will talk for an hour and a half, and even though you applied for the Next Level Mastermind, there will be no expectation and no obligation that you'll ever become a paid client or join my Next Level Mastermind. That's my process. In this 90-minute call, we can brainstorm and talk about 
anything you want going on in your personal, professional, or spiritual life, helping you take everything you do to the next level. That's my gift to you if you are a qualified applicant for the Next Level Mastermind. Head over to nextlevelmastermind.info, read the information on the page. If you believe that you're a good fit for the Next Level Mastermind, submit an application today and I can't wait to engage with you. Until next time, my friends, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and Mindset.